श्रीराघवम दशरथात्मजमे सीतापति चैप्टर सेवन पार्ट सेवन अपॉन एम्पर जनका सजेशन ऑफ द मैरिजेस ऑफ भरत एंड शत्रुघ्न द सेजस वर्सिस्ट वामदेवा विश्वामित्र एंड अदर्स डेलिब्रेटेड अमंग दमसेल्स Dasharatha was easily persuaded to assent and they informed Janaka O king the two royal clans the Ikshvaku and the Videha are filled with holy traditions the sanctity of which is beyond measurement the greatness of these two dynasties cannot be measured and described by anyone however learned or proficient dynasties of this status or any that can be pronounced equal to them in nobility have not appeared on earth before it is indeed a very auspicious event that these two are now brought together by these bonds of marriage this is highly appropriate laudable and holy in addition we are glad that the brides and grooms are fit in every way for each other janaka your brother kushadwaja knows and practices dharma It is really good that he too should become related to Dasharatha through the marital bond of his daughters. It is a source of immense joy. Hence, we are ready to bless the marriages of his daughters Mandavi and Shrutakirti with Bharata and Shatrughna. Our wish is that these royal dynasties be bound close by these marriages. Janaka and Kushadwaja fell prostrate before the sages, overcome with delight at their wish being fulfilled this is no ordinary event how fortunate we are to have been blessed with this consummation how lucky that the sages agreed to this proposal and eased the path sages never encourage inauspicious happenings 
we will reverentially obey all your commands they said vasishta then said why should we postpone these two weddings to the day after or some later day tomorrow is auspicious for all it will be very good if all four weddings are celebrated on the same day janaka replied i am blessed indeed worthy preceptor emperor dasharatha has long been your disciple executing whatever you commanded from this day we brothers are also your disciples all our burdens are on your shoulders direct us how to proceed and how to act we will follow unquestioningly they stood awaiting his reply with hands folded in utter humility and reverence dasharatha rose and said the virtues i find in you two cannot be described in words you have made excellent arrangements for the stay and reception of such a magnificent array of maharajas and great sages as well as the vast mass of people who have thronged this city i'll go back to my residence now and carry on the rites of prosperity and completion of studenthood with full concordance with vedic prescription the brothers honored him duly as he emerged from the hall and took leave of him at the main entrance as befitted his status they then went to their own palaces to fulfill their assignments dasharatha performed the prosperity rite very early in the day he made all four sons perform the completion of studenthood rite he fixed golden ornaments on the horns of cows selected to be given away to pious brahmins along with costly vessels for milking them it was a feast for the eye the scene of the boys giving the cows away the citizens of mithila felt as if the deities of the four quarters were before them with brahma in their midst the four sons around dasharatha appeared thus to them while this gift was going on yudajit the prince of kekaya the brother of queen kekai his father yearned to have his grandson bharata with him for some time so he had hurried to ayodhya but he learned there that the royal family had left for mithila for rama's marriage his father he said had no knowledge of rama's wedding he also had no idea that it was happening he had come to mithila to witness the marriage and to communicate the grandfather's desire to have the grandson with him for some time dasharatha was glad he could come that night dasharatha spoke endearingly to his sons and others on a variety of pleasant topics no one in the camp slept everyone was impatiently awaiting the dawn of the happy day when each one could witness the wedding ceremony of their dear princess each was overwhelmed with joy as if his own son was the bridegroom or his own child the bride their spiritual bliss can be compared only to the bliss of realizing brahman that was the measure of their love towards rama and his brothers early in the morning janaka proceeded to the special dais on which the rituals of the wedding were to be gone through accompanied by a highly spiritual splendor showering group of sages he completed the preliminary rites and was awaiting the arrival of the bridegrooms and their parents and kinsmen rama lakshmana bharata and shatrughna had their ceremonial baths they wore yellow silken dresses and had silk cloth wound around their heads they were bedecked with many ornaments studded with diamonds and sapphires and gave the impression that they were 
alluring heart captivating gods come down from heaven the auspicious hour named victory drew near and their prosthetics preceded by musicians whose instruments struck up a melody that reached the dome of heaven the counselors of the court the fiduciary rulers and their attendants followed them carrying a huge plates of jewels silk cloths gold coins and other auspicious articles essential for the ceremony the populace gazed upon their beauty and prowess without even blinking an eye they confided to each other that the dignity of their bearing marked them out as divine and not human at all what charm what a surge of beauty they are denizens of heaven come down on earth they whispered among themselves as the bridegrooms passed between the thick rows of onlookers women swore they had never cast eyes on such charming princesses every window and terrace was packed to overflowing at last the princess reached the dais and sat down janaka and kushadwaja brought their daughters to the dais they had been given ceremonial baths and had been elaborately and beautifully decorated as befitted brides on the wedding day they wore veils and followed their fathers with thousands of maids following them carrying fruits and flowers heaps of red and yellow cosmetic fragments rice grains jewels and gems it seemed as if the treasures of mithila were flowing in a full scintillating stream in the wake of the wedding the four brides shone like magnificent lamps they sat face to face rama lakshmana bharata and chaturjna on one side and sita urmila mandavi and shrutakirti opposite them a velvet cloth was held as a screen between the residents and nobles of ayodhya sat behind dasharatha and the residents of mithila and those invited for the wedding ceremony by janaka sat behind him on the elevated dais the eyes of all were drawn by the elaborate artistic and rich decorations that distinguished the marriage chamiana it was all gold silver and flower and silk and velvet festoons and flags candelabras and columns arches and finials one could not take an eye off any of these once it drew one's attention the vast area was filled to overflowing with kinsmen and well-wishers it looked as if mithila itself was experiencing the thrill of the wedding and enjoying the celebrations as if they were her own soon dasharatha rose and politely reminded the preceptor vasishta why should we delay hearing this janaka stood before vasishta with folded arms praying for him to officiate at the ceremony vasishta agreed and with vishwamitra and satananda accompanying him he lit the sacrificial fire in the center of the dais while vedic scholars and experts in vedic recitation raised their voices and repeated hymns appropriate for the auspicious ceremony they arranged around the altar of fire golden plates decorated with flowers and sandal paste and full of tender sprouts of nine species of grains there were also incense burners sacred spoons for offering oblations in the holy flames golden water pots cups and other such articles essential for the rite they spread the holy kusa grass thick on the floor 
so that it lay as level and as smooth as laid down in the texts. Then they began to pour oblations into the fire while reciting the hymns that assure happiness and prosperity to the brides and bridegrooms. Every rite was gone through with meticulous accuracy and correctitude. The initiatory treads were tied on the wrists of the princes and princesses. The next rite was the rite of gifting the brides. Vasishta asked Janaka to come forward. He came near the sacred fire enclosure dressed in regal splendor and wearing all regal jewels. As directed by the sage, he held Sita's hands and placed them in Rama's outstretched palms. Coconut, symbolizing prosperity, had already been placed in Rama's palms and after Sita's hands rested on it, Milk was poured on the hands by Janaka as part of the ceremony of gifting. Janaka spoke these words. Rama, here is Sita, my daughter. She will tread your dharmic path from now on. Accept her. She brings prosperity, peace and joy. Hold her hand with yours. She is highly virtuous and true. From this moment, she will follow you like your shadow forever. With these words, he poured water on Rama's hands to set the seal on the gift. Then he came near Lakshmana. Lakshmana, I give you this bride, Urmila. Accept her. With the prescribed mantras, he completed the ceremony of gifting her to the bridegroom. Similarly, he approached Bharata and pronouncing the Vedic mantras traditionally used for the wedding, gifted Mandavi to him as his bride. In the same manner, Shrutakirti was gifted by him to Shatrugna with a pouring of holy water and Vedic recitation. After this, scholars well-versed in Vedic lore completed the customary rites and rituals for drawing upon wedded couples the grace of the gods. Then Janaka rose and, standing in the center of the dais, announced to the bridegrooms, Darlings, our daughters are to be installed as mistresses of your households. Auspicious moment has come. As soon as he said this, with the blessings and approval of Vishwamitra, the four brothers each held his bride by the hand and circumambulated first the sacred fire and then Janaka and Vasishta the preceptor and prostrated before them. While they were doing so, Showers of flower fell upon them. Joyous music rose from a galaxy of instruments. The distinguished gathering acclaimed the moment and scattered rice grains on their heads, wishing them all the best in life. The jubilation with which they cheered, Jai! Jai! shook the sky and filled all ears with delight. The gods played divine music in heaven. Drums were beaten in ecstatic exultation and minstrels of heaven sang hallelujahs. On the dais, court musicians sang the traditional wedding songs, describing the splendor of the marriage ceremony, extolling it as on a par with the marriage of Lord Shiva and Gauri. They sang it in a rich variety of ragas and melodies, filling the atmosphere with vibrations of delight. The four brothers and their brides stood on the dais facing the vast gathering, bowed in acknowledgement of their cheers and greetings. May you be happy forever. 
may everything auspicious be added unto you the brothers resplendent in their youth heroism and beauty went with their brides into enclosures behind the curtains from where their mothers were watching the ceremony in order to prostrate before them and be blessed by them then they returned to the palace allotted for the stay of the royal party from that day for 3 days the populace witnessed a magnificent variety of ceremony and festival packed with joy and jubilee the people of ayodhya who had come to mithila as well as the inhabitants of mithila itself could not distinguish night from day it was festivity without intermission the day after the wedding vishwamitra went to dasharatha and told him that the mission upon which he had resolved had been fulfilled he called the brothers close to him fondled them very affectionately and blessed them profusely turning to dasharatha he expressed his intention to proceed to the himalayan regions at this rama lakshmana bharata and chatrugna fell at sage's feet vishwamitra then went to the palace of janaka and told him also that his desire had fructified triumphantly he blessed janaka and the brides sita urmila mandavi and trutakirti and also announced that he was proceeding to the himalayas dasharatha and janaka and many others of ayodhya and mithila were in a fix they could neither let the sage depart nor persuade him to stay at last they laid their load of gratitude at his feet and took the dust of his feet when he left blessing everyone the third day when dasharatha expressed his desire to leave for ayodhya janaka did not interpose any obstacle but made all arrangements for the departure he gathered the courtiers and attendant maids that were to accompany the brides he collected and filled many chariots with the articles they had to take with them he gave as presents large numbers of elephants chariots horses and cows he presented to the sons in law jewels and precious gems in plenty as well as a vast variety of priceless gifts that could be used in daily life with the dawn of the next day the caparison chariots were ready for the journey the women of the court were in tears indeed to speak the truth all the women of the city were weeping at the departure of the four dear princesses unable to bear the pangs of separation from sita and urmila many nurses and maids broke down with grief the mothers held the hands of the sons in law and prayed to them to treat their daughters gently with affection they know no hardship or sorrow they have grown up soft and tender the pleaded in pathetic appeal they wept as if they were losing their very eyes at last they ascended the chariots and moved off the city was filled with gloom as much gloom as the ecstasy with which it was filled for the three previous days janaka found it hard to take leave of sita and tried his best to curb the flow of tears he accompanied emperor dasharatha for some distance describing sita's virtues to him and pleading with him to treat her with loving tenderness with tears in his eyes he prayed 
that he may be informed frequently of her welfare and happiness he also spoke of the other brides and evinced great anxiety on their behalf dasharatha responded most sympathetically and spoke soothingly trying his best to allay the agitation of his mind janaka we have no daughters of our own so these are the daughters whom we long to fondle for so long they are both daughters and daughters in law for us there will not be anything wanting for them all things necessary for their joy and happiness will be provided do not worry or grieve in the least written fully assured of a love and affection for them dasharatha ordered his chariot to halt janaka lighted from the chariot and approached the brides who were seated with the bridegrooms he consoled them in various ways to bear the pang of separation from the home where they had been reared so lovingly he imparted courage and quoted many dharmic texts that enjoin loyalty to the husband and the husband's kith and kin he reminded them how to treat the servants of the households they were entering he accepted their respectful prostrations and caressed them once again and blessed them when he turned his back on them to return to mithila he burst into sobs nevertheless he ascended his chariot and moved towards home the chariots sped towards ayodhya and mithila and very soon they were miles apart when janaka reached mithila the apartments of the palace were empty with no signs of life no shine of joy no sound of elation he could not be there for even an instant mithila was a city of grief janaka sent for sage sathananda and the ministers and in order to free his mind a little from the upsurge of sorrow had a number of items of business discussed and settled with them in the midst of the discussions his mind would wander into sadness again and he would give replies unrelated to the problems raised one minister said o king the separation from sita seems to have caused great grief in your heart no father can escape this separation and this grief once she is gifted to the bridegroom the father's duty is to reduce the attachment gradually this is not unknown to your majesty and we know that sita is no ordinary maiden but a divine angel so separation from her must cause you great agony o king the daughters are divine and the sons in law also have divine splendor they appear to have descended from heaven in mithila everyone young and old had that feeling and a reverence towards them it is really a wondrous coincidence that such bridegrooms have been wedded to such brides worthy in every way in physical mental intellectual and spiritual characteristics in status wealth power family honor dynasty sanctity and religious faith this cannot happen to all therefore the daughters will have happiness without the least diminution their lives will be filled with greater and greater joy as the years roll by the ministers recalled the grandeur of the marriage celebrations and calmed the agitated mind of janaka 
they engaged themselves in consoling him and restoring his equanimity and mental peace end of chapter 7 sai ram जन्मदिन उन्हीं का मना लो आज 
हमदिन उन्हीं का मना लो आर मुबारक हो सबको जन्मदिन गिरान रघुपति राघव राजा राम पति तपावन पति राघव राजा राम पति तपावन सीताराम 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 श्री राम जी की महिमा Ram Sita 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 Ram